0: Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed out the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service.
1: We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends, sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The doors always open.
0: Let us pour you a cup. Hi, Maggie.
1: Hey, Rich. I was just telling you before we started recording that I'm really bad at Time management.
0: Yeah, well, it runs in the family. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a curse, but it's just something I'm always striving to be better at. Well, so, it's
0: good to have goals.
1: Here we are starting a half hour later than we initially wanted to start. You know so, what? The people don't know. I know. They don't know. But I know. it's It's fine. It's fine.
0: Uh, this is the first time we're recording so late at night, though.
1: <laughs> How's coffee after dark?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pack it in because you got a vacation coming up.
1: Yep. yep.
0: Excited for you. Where are you going?
1: So, What are you doing? Staycation? No, it's not a staycation. I didn't think so. Otherwise, I want to make us go through this effort <laughs> yeah. if it was a staycation. Um, Brandon and I are going to Madison, Wisconsin, and we're going to go visit my nephew, wow. Nathan.
0: Oh, so fun.
1: Yeah. You
0: did mention that to me, but I didn't, I didn't put that together like timing wise.
1: Yep. So we're going to be flying into Chicago and renting a car and driving to Madison for a few days. And then we're going to be driving to Kalamazoo, Michigan to visit my sister, Hannah and her husband, Jeff. And then we're going to drive back to Chicago and fly home. Fun.
0: How much driving, like how far is that?
1: So Chicago is like the midway point. So it'll be like. Three hour drive to Madison, Wisconsin, and then from Wisconsin to Kalamazoo will be about a four hour drive. Got it. Yeah.
0: Have you been out there before?
1: Oh, I've been to Chicago a bunch of times. Um, I've never been to Madison, Wisconsin, as far as I know, and I've never been to Kalamazoo.
0: Nice. So, Uh, Where, what's in Chicago? Like what, why did you go there?
1: It's a, just a central location. Like
0: it's you've just, flown into it yeah. or you've traveled through it's it. It's a two-hour flight
1: from Albany Airport. Yeah. It's a hub. So I mean, I've flown.
0: I've, yeah, we stopped in the Chicago airport on our way to Portland mm-hmm. in April. But that's it. I've never been outside of the airport <laughs> in yeah. Chicago. Yeah.
1: No, I have. I've, I've been to Chicago. Like, So we're going to, in between visiting my sister and Nathan, we're going to stay one night in Chicago. Cool. So we're just going to actually... I think we're going to go to <laughs> – I don't know if we've booked the tickets yet, but we're going to this um, – I don't know what it's called because Brandon just to kind of described it to me. He's like, does this sound fun to you? I'm like, yeah, this sounds really fun. It's this small theater-type um, performance where the audience is, like, surrounded by the stage. And I think it's called Drunk Theater. And there's five actors – or there's like a handful of actors and before the show one of the actors takes five shots and so they have to go then just to go, one one only one, one on earth. and the whole the whole show the other actors are trying to keep people on task trying to keep that drunk person on task and it's supposed to be really funny
0: that is nutty yeah i've never heard of that
1: I'll let you know how it
0: is. Somehow you guys would, I'm not surprised that you guys would find that.
1: (laughs) He's like, does this sound interesting? And I'm like, yeah, it sounds really funny.
0: Wow. I wonder, like, I mean, I don't drink that much, so I don't know how drunk someone can really get to do that. but
1: If I had five shots, I would be what they call (laughs) crap-faced. Drunk. Like... I, I, that's a lot for me at once. Sure. So that person's going to have five drinks right, right in a row, right before the show. I usually on a good day, like if I'm doing like the soup stroll or the wing walk, I'll spread my five drinks throughout like eight hours.
0: Right. Where you're walking and eating. Where I'm walking and eating. At the same time.
1: (laughs) That's me though. I'm a lightweight, so... I don't handle alcohol pretty easily.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, I've never been drunk. So believe it or not, uh, I don't know. So that's why I don't know <laughs> what it mm-hmm. would take or, um, or how that would feel. But
1: how many, I'm sure if you're doing have you-
0: that, you probably are a little practiced at it. At how the many, same time.
1: have you ever had more than one drink?
0: Uh, yeah. In, in
1: like a sitting? Have you ever felt like the buzz of alcohol?
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I think I've... Like the happy... I've never had my, like... Inhibitions? Yes. I've never been affected to the degree that I had a real sense of it affecting my behavior or anything about me. But I have felt that edge mm-hmm. where it's like, if...
1: If you had one more.
0: I, like, usually when I, when I, when I... It's a distinct feeling that I know it's the effect of alcohol. So then I'm like, I better eat something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, yeah, go a little slower. It's usually like if I'm drinking, if I have the start my drink before even I'm, when my you dinner has a come or something like that.
1: Teacher, uh, teacher, Even when you were a rebellious teenager, you never got drunk.
0: Yeah, so believe it or not, I was, first of all, not that rebellious. But I um, did have just a phase in my life where I was just doing... what I wanted but the thing was that when I was a kid when I was a young kid like fifth grade my friend my best friend his parents were alcoholics so I decided at a very young age that I was never going to have a drink or do drugs and I like made this pact with my friend right Mm -hmm. and we agreed. Cause like it was his parents. They were, I, and I, so I didn't grow up around like my parents were basically done drinking by the time I was around by the time, time I was born. So I didn't like grow up on parents drinking and all the people around me, like my friends, parents growing up, they were all like basically alcohol abusers. And so I just, that's all I really saw of, mm-hmm. of it. And so I decided from a pretty young age that I didn't want to be the kind of older person Whose mind and like life had been affected by alcohol. Now, I didn't know the difference between enjoying a drink mm-hmm. for the sake of it and having this lifestyle of drunkenness. Like, there's there's a pretty yeah, clear pretty difference different. to me. But so I made that decision from a young age, and so I kind of kept that conviction and kept that morality. Morality, like honestly, it wasn't. Re- it was just. It was just a personal choice based on the kind of life the kind of person I wanted to be when I got older. Mm-hmm. I knew somehow that that I had to make the decision then and sort of preserve that that um, brain capacity Yeah, your liver. <laughs> moving forward. I mean, it wasn't even about like that side yeah. of the health. It was really all about my mind. So I don't know. I look back on that. and I find that really interesting that I made that decision so young. Like I didn't have, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about my faith and whatever, but I, I haven't it wasn't rooted in that because that wasn't such a big part of my life at that time. And it wasn't like my parents, I didn't really grow up super strict, you know? So it's not like the choice wouldn't have been there. It wasn't like, I wasn't hanging out with friends who were drinking in high school and all that kind of thing. Like I, all my friends did that stuff as we got older and I was the judgmental friend who judged them for doing those things. Hmm. But I was also not like straight edge, which was the other flip side when I was growing up, you know, late, the late two thousands there.
1: Oh yeah. I know.
0: And actually the mid two thousands. So I was like, I was like in the middle, I was this kid who didn't do all this stuff, but then I was not like hardcore enough to claim edge as they used to say. I mean, I was hanging out with the, with the mall rat kids who would like take giant Sharpies, like thick Sharpies and draw X's on the back of their hands, you know, to represent straight edge. Did, do you know what I'm talking about? Did you see? I this? do. They- I had a
1: big crush on a straight guy in college.
0: <laughs> in college. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's funny. Did he have X's on his hands?
1: And he had a whole arm sleeve of tattoos that's, and yeah, that's skated so funny. and everything. They'd
0: be like, they'd be like X uh, mm-hmm. X rich X, you know, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> on like their MySpace. Days. Yes. And uh, all that kind of stuff. And I didn't really like listen to hardcore. I skateboarded, so mm-hmm. like th- there was some commonality and, and I was in a band myself, not a hardcore band, but just like in a band. And so there was like enough of the commonality and I, I resonated like with those guys, but I wasn't cool enough or like violent enough. Often there was like fantasy. Yeah, he was and- in
1: a screamo band too. It was like yeah, that whole I know that whole that's thing so I, funny. Big, big crush.
0: But yeah. anyway, so I yeah. didn't it's not like I was that way either. I just kind of had made this decision mm-hmm. and largely I stuck to that. I actually didn't have my first drink until I was 24 where wow. I was happily married, <laughs> secure in life, pretty secure in my identity. Had my, you know, by then I was a spiritual person. a little bit like a, with a, you know, a Christian. And so funny enough, it was all the things that like you wouldn't think would be conducive to, Oh, let me mm-hmm. start drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, you know, depending on your views or your, your, sure. your background or, or just stereotypes. But it's like, now I'm married. I'm not trying to, I'm not, so it was, it wasn't until I was like in a secure place in life where I knew it wasn't going to be a temptation to abuse that I decided I right. could actually.
1: It's interesting. <laughs> That's really, really interesting. And
0: so from 24 until now, not even 10 years, I've, I don't drink that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I have one drink when I'm hanging out with you guys (laughs) um, and it's, it's like a beer or Mm -hmm. whatever drink Brandon's mixing up. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I've never, but yeah, so I've never been drunk in that time.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Well, I grew up in a very extremely strict conservative household, but my parents drank wine around the holidays. And before I turned 21, like even when I was like a young teenager, I would get, we would all get our little wine glasses and like, we would get like this much and I'm holding up like an inch between my thumb and my fingertip. Like we would get a little bit of wine, a little taste of wine. And then as we got older and older, like even before I went to college, like we were allowed to have like a kid's glass, you know, like a moderate amount. And so alcohol was never, oh, my dad also drank like birch beer which, I refuse to try. But
0: that's just like soda, right?
1: No, it was alcoholic. Interesting. Um, it it had some old fashioned birch oh, beer. Oh yeah, old fashioned birch beer. Nice. It was like somebody's home brew, you know, like from like the backwoods somewhere. Yeah.
0: Boo! Like birch beer. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Um, that moonshine. So like, I wasn't like. It's not like I was like getting drunk with my family, but yeah. it was like. They weren't it wasn't a taboo thing I think, in my house. Yeah, I
0: think that makes difference. I think difference. that's
1: why I have a healthy relationship with alcohol today. Because that's cool. it wasn't ever like a forbidden thing.
0: Yeah, not forbidden and not abused. Right. right. You saw it in a healthy light. And yeah. that's good. You know, that's uh that's a kind of a rare scenario. <laughs> I didn't that's see just it that about way. The but only then when I thing I, I don't did. have trauma
1: about from my childhood. <laughs> well, I'm happy
0: to hear that actually. Knowing how conservative things can be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that can go different ways. Um, so, cool, cool, oh, cool. Episode
1: 18 started off way different than, than I was...
0: Than we thought. ...thought it would be. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to just talk about it. You got to talk it out.
1: Yep, totally. Go with the flow. Sure. <laughs> well, this is episode 18, if you oh, made congrats. it these, this far into this episode. Um,
0: good little vibe check there.
1: Good vibe check, yeah. Chill vibes, one would say.
0: TJ and Abby have been working at the shop lately, and they've been texting me or talking to me, both kind of independently, <laughs> about like I don't did I say this last time? Actually, don't I can't remember. remember if I said this. Well, I've just been thinking about it. I was I worked at the shop this this morning, my one day a week, and. And TJ and I are just, we're just laughing about this because we used to have this sign that said chill vibes only. Yep. And it would hang like just above the register, almost like over our shoulder almost. Mm -hmm. If you're like looking at us, there's a sign. And when you walk into the front door, this is down the street before we moved, we had the sign chill vibes only. And then when we opened the second store, I I had that sign up just because it was like our, it was like chill vibes like represents one, the kind of feeling that we like to invoke at Storied, and to evoke. And so the music reflects that. We've always had what we call chill hop, lo-fi, jazzy, hip-hop sort of style music, but Mm -hmm. most frequently called chill hop. And so that kind of sets the tone for how it is at Storied. And we've always wanted it that way. And I've always liked that, like in the beginning, the early days, I was playing that music, and it would get so hectic in there when we were new, and we were easily overwhelmed, our systems weren't in place, et cetera, and we were like really busy because people were checking us out. And I would... I would like be in this busy moment and then I would sort of be like in the, in the zone, but then the chill hot music would just come like wafting over the, (laughs) over the bar and I would hear it and it would just like recenter me. Mm -hmm. And so that's just always been our, like our, our ethos. And we say chill vibes only. And lately it feels like the way TJ has been putting it, it's like We got some unhinged vibes. Oh, (laughs) he's like, dude, the vibes are just unhinged these days. And in a bad way, we've been laughing about that. Yeah, that's just been stuff that's like, so the other thing was like, we, we, when we say chill vibes, it's for us, but it's also for like the guests. Okay. And I've been thinking about this because I don't, I mean, we like that as our motto because to me, it's a statement. Okay. It's a statement about our commitment to you. It means, hey, look, we're doing our best because that's who we are and that's what we want to do for you. We commit to giving you our best, but the vibes, they're chill. So if we're like, can't do it any faster for you, you got to be cool. And if we mess it up, we'll make it right. But like, we're just chilling, okay? There's no need to get upset. Our hours, they are what they are, dude. It's not because we don't want to give you more hours. It's because these are the hours we can sustain and we can afford.
1: Was somebody complaining about the hours?
0: Yes, somebody was complaining about the hours. And that's the number one thing that came back to me. And I found it funny because, first of all, Abby mentioned that, that someone was complaining about them. But then TJ- and Like hit, they're
1: not long enough? Sorry. Well, I, I do, don't know. Oh.
0: I, I I guess so. Yes, yes. Are they closed Monday, Tuesday? They're not late enough for them. I think this person is like a- Okay. a teacher or something and then, you know, so they can only come sort of in the evening and our hours fluctuate a lot for various reasons. Okay. Seasons of life, largely seasons of life. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're owner operated, owner managed, including Abby, at this point, it's like, we're going to be here, but we're also going to live here if we don't be careful about this because our revenue doesn't sustain like an opener and a closer that isn't someone who owns the business. And that's just the reality of it. So what we've done is we've shrunk the hours. We've limited the days so that some of us can go home at night and not sleep on the bench in the shop or whatever else happens as a result. So anyway, that's just one thing though. So I was trying to like get pulled more out of TJ. I was like, you got to tell me, because they were both texting me on the same day the other day. And I was like, sounds like a story, but you'll have to tell me in person. And then he's like, no, just like in general. And, it's, and TJ especially, if you know him, and I know you do. <laughs> he's like, just really embodies the chill vibe mindset, mm-hmm. you know? He's, he's that right, kind of right. guy. And because of his like, the things he's talked about, like anxiety and just his the way his mind works, you know, the chillness is, I think, an asset to our business, to our working environment for people like Mm-hmm. TJ and and for me, you know, for any of us. And the point I'm trying to make is like we all got to chill out, all right? Yeah. The vibes they're getting unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh it's just it's just giving me some. I wish to, I
1: had more specifics. Stuff
0: to think about lately. So why? Frankly, dang. I actually, you know what was funny? There's this one Okay, Let's get not TJ to on the not phone to right talk about I almost did. What? Think about that. Can you I almost, call
1: him right now, please, Rich? Please call him right oh now. Oh
0: my gosh. We'll see if it this will work. Crazy. If it doesn't
1: work, we'll cut it out of the episode. This
0: is really crazy.
1: We'll, we'll cut it out. If it doesn't work, then TJ. Real time. Just cut this out. All right, if what are we
0: doing? We're just putting we're, him on speaker. Are we going to tell him he's TJ. on the pod or we're just going to? Yes. No, no, no. We're no. just going to talk to him about the oh, chill vibes. Let's no, not tell him.
1: Let's not tell him. He'll find out when he edits this. He might might not answer. Answer the phone, TJ. Come on. We don't want to put Navi on. Yo, what's
0: up? Hey, bro. I was just uh, wondering if you had a minute to chat. Yo, yeah, what's up? No, nothing big. I'm just talking with Maggie and... Hey, TJ. <laughs> Hi. We are just kind of like laughing about the chill vibes, unhinged vibes conversation that you and I have been having.
1: I really want to yeah, hear the yeah. story.
0: And Maggie was like looking for specifics and I also was not sure. So I just wanted to know if you could give us some commentary on the yeah, unhinged yeah. vibes. <laughs> don't name... Don't Maybe don't name any names, but...
2: No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I guess I, it it revolves around the environment in which the business is. I guess you know, like, like, like the whole chill vibes concept is like, yo, come in here to our place of business respect our recipes, respect our staff, um, respect how long it takes us to make craft product,
0: you know, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually really love that you're saying that. That's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and Unhinged Vibes is sort of like people not only not following those certain things that I just mentioned, but also not following common human decency.
1: Like, could you give an example?
2: And just sort of being like weird in general like uh like and and this this is weird so i don't know if this is
0: like podcast worthy but like 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 moaning randomly all the time and like like, like announcing that you're going to the bathroom (laughs) and telling the staff that they're gonna get diabetes from eating a pastry
1: you know um, oh no in, is this the couple that, that's all the same person
0: and Rich knows who I'm talking about I do it's not a couple <laughs> funny enough yeah yeah okay. um, but, and, and then it's stuff like oh can you do
2: this really weird miraculous thing to my drink that I got in Italy and, and we're just like what <laughs> 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 like no like, like you came here we have menus posted
1: like yeah. read
2: the menu and, and we can offer you something that we are proud to serve to you
1: you know, like, are you calling me out, TJ? Oh, snap. No, I'm not calling you out.
0: Maggie's like, bringing the unhinged vibes. What you vibes. ask for is extremely decent. You ask us to not add syrup to a drink. That's fine. Okay, like,
2: cool. Thank That's fine. Like, that, that's like, oh, don't add this one thing that, that you put together for a drink. Yeah, totally. Um, But if you want eight, like, double shots of espresso and you want them, like, all Cubano and you want it breve um on ice but also steamed i don't don't know it's 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 it's, it's weird things that i I feel like baristas uniquely experience that people want done to their beverages and food sometimes that's just like like at a certain point you have to draw the line and unhinged vibes occur when uh i i feel like the staff is is so kind to the point where we don't necessarily draw that line at times Hmm. um there have been times where we've moved the line for a very reasonable, um, reason in you know, like, like the large latte. It took a, it took a while <laughs> for, for, for people to break down that wall. Yeah. You know, but I was we pretty came. firm on we the started, one
0: size only. Yeah, dude. Arthur's is, Arthur's does not own, uh, any sort of large latte right. that comes in
2: both two storied and Arthur's. Uh, if, if you remember Pat and I'm only naming a name because this isn't a negative thing. Yeah. he, he comes in for a large latte at story. reads his book. You know, he's a great guy. Really keeps to himself. Super cool dude. He comes into Arthur's, and he's like, yo, you work here too? And I get a <laughs> latte. And he's like, do you guys have large lattes here? Because he saw the 16-ounce cup that we offer for, like, drip coffee and tea. And I'm like, no, actually, we, we don't do a large latte here. And he was like, oh, okay. Word, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. But, you know, it's – Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's 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 inconveniences
1: – um, and Minor and, inconveniences.
2: And it's it's
0: like I don't know if it's like like the minorness for, of it. I think it's the majorness of it sometimes.
1: Uh, asking mi- for like making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, asking yeah. for a coffee and claiming you paid for it when you didn't, and then asking for a side of half and half, and then leave the cup for the staff to clean up later on after you. It 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 all revolves. Shout out.
0: <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> That literally happened this morning. Oh, man. Yes, it happened this morning, and I actually was pretty upset at it
2: because that was a straight-up lie. I, 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 He stole from us, but that's that's besides the point. Um, Unhinged vibes, <laughs> to, to too long didn't read it, I guess, <laughs> um, occurs when the guests of the shop have crossed the boundaries set by the shop and the staff of the shop that whether it's intentional or not like like whether it's either ignorance or just them being like mean or like a terrible person like what wh- whether it's intentional or not they've still crossed that boundary and that creates chaos to both the staff and sort of the environment of the
1: shop
0: so interesting to think about
1: very interesting Thank you for because, giving you examples. That, that, that's a whole vibe. Like, like if, if the staff is feeling that way, then the people that are like just
2: sitting there drinking their cup of Joe is probably going to feel that way too. Like I, I've never heard any complaints, but like, I'm sure like if I'm sitting at a coffee shop and this dude is, is like moaning, talking about diabetes and announcing that he's going to the bathroom
1: every other minute. I'm like, what the heck? I think I knew you know who you're talking about. <laughs> like, I,
2: I want to sit here and read my book. You know, yeah. like I, I came here for chill vibes. This is an escape. This is like craft. This is I'm treating myself to a really nice thing. Hmm. You know, hmm. that's that's what we're doing this for. This is the human experience, bro. Like we're we're on this earth to, to do what? Drink coffee, <laughs> meet people. <laughs> you know, like in, enjoy what time we have left on this planet. You yeah. know, or- and on unhinged vibes, it it really throws a wrench in that.
0: Ah, huh. I have so many TJ's thoughts. DJ's hot take. I think we got to get you on the pod, bro, and, uh, and and rehash some of this in the near yeah. future. Um, sure. Real quick, last question. Then, how would you like define chill vibes? Chill Maybe you vibes. already did. Forgive me if you already kind of said your version of that, but well, well when we you, say let let chill vibes, in, only
2: in more like I, I guess like descriptive words. Chill vibes is like love at first sight. It's like rom-com, like you met this person (laughs) and everything just sets right into place. You don't have to put any puzzle pieces together. You walk in the door, you order your drink, it comes out flawless, exactly what you wanted and you sit there and just enjoy your time. It gives you the, the exact recuperation from your life that you needed. You know, Chill Vibes is also that recuperation for the staff. It's Oh, this person that I really like, like this guest that I'm like buddies with, that they're a regular, they come in, they're the breath of fresh air. Ben, dude, I'm, I'm naming names because Ben's great. Ben walks in and I'm like, <laughs> he, he also comes in right after this person. I, I, I'm sort of crapping on a little bit. He, he comes around the same time as this person and I'm like, Ben, you just saved my life. <laughs> like I, I can have a great conversation with you. You literally just order a coffee with a lot of milk. Like it's not a complicated drink you know, chill vibes are just acceptance of, of humanity. Hmm. You know, like we accept that people are trying the hardest. We accept that people might make little mistakes. We accept that you might be out of a certain flavor of tea. We accept all of that because we recognize the humanity of each other and we recognize the true purpose of why we're here to do what we're here for. And we're not, going to try to get in each other's way and if we're going to get in each other's way on accident then we communicate that politely we care about each other you know it's it's like camaraderie it's 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 i don't know
1: that was beautiful (laughs) rich Rich is tearing up over here i
0: am truly poetic (laughs) wow that's awesome bro thank you for sharing that of
2: course
0: um you should also amazing
2: ask abby the same question i think abby would have some really great things to say
0: about it dang dude all right well i'm not calling her but
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but uh abby and i've also talked quite a bit about chill versus unhinged vibes so definitely reach out it's almost when like you... it's appropriate
0: yeah wow well that's good you were like rehearsed for this
2: <laughs> I, I didn't i'm i'm just a right-brained descriptive person. <laughs> this, this is why I'm a writer.
0: <laughs> and we love you for it. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, that's very helpful to clear it up actually, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Cool. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks, TJ. Yeah, no problem. Anytime.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you go. All right. Love Have you. Day. Day. Bye. Love Bye, you DJ.
1: Bye. Bye. Dude. That was beautiful.
0: That was so amazing.
1: Like, were you legitimately, like, about to tear up? I... <laughs> You look like you were about to have like you had like glistening eyes. I know.
0: Well, I don't think that's a function of my emotional state, but <laughs> no. as much as maybe my allergies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But okay, wow, so many things.
2: That Let's just pause so to beautiful. reflect real
0: quick. Okay. First of all, we're gonna have to tell him <laughs> later <laughs> on that that was uh, that he was on the pod. I wonder if he wanders. He
1: <laughs> I feel like he knew because he didn't curse. No. So
0: Well, I don't think he, he doesn't curse that much anyway. Um, Wow. Okay. All right. But you heard what he was saying yeah. in relation to what I said before. Yeah. One thing I want to call out, and this is not even really like a call out. He, he didn't know he was being recorded ultimately. So uh, in terms of like, I don't want this to come off like we're complaining is I guess where I'm coming from yeah, because ultimately yeah. chill vibes is not meant to be a license for complaining on the part of owners or staff of of a company or like a workplace, right? I don't actually advocate and I don't think TJ would either, you know, so that's why I'd be interesting to have a follow-up conversation actually on the mics and talk through this stuff because it's kind of in line with the principles of the hospitality thing that we were talking about before, yeah. you know, which is the conversation we all shared where we said hospitality is going out of your way for someone. It's, it's accommodating them almost beyond reason sometimes. And I think what some of what TJ just said could be construed as like complaining or not wanting to go that far. And I don't think he intended that at all. And knowing the particular person he's talking about, we're talking about a, we're talking about a regular daily guest of our shop who is a little rude and uh and even even this even talking like this way it's like it's like you have to actually have to think about whether it's even how appropriate you know you yeah to. how to how to really be fair to a person like yeah. this because at the end of the day we run a coffee shop we run a business and we are inviting the public Yay. And we're trying to say everyone is welcome. And we're trying to say we genuinely appreciate our guests, our people. As guests, we want to treat them well. And I think that, okay, cool. So I think that what TJ was saying and, and where he was going and what he said about chill vibes toward the end and kind of what I said before is, Our intention is to do right by everyone. We want to have a place that's welcoming to everyone. We want to be the kinds of people who can and are willing to accommodate everyone. And it makes it harder to do that when one person sort of gets out of the, misses the program. They like aren't with the program on that for whatever reason. And so if someone comes in, you know, if you see it once a week, once a month, once a year, which is how it used to be for us, <laughs> we felt like we would never had a lot of issues. Things would come up kind of randomly, but then when you get like a daily situation, or you just f- things kind of happen one after another, and it feels like things are piling on, then that starts to stand out and it starts to throw off the vibe. So I think that that's where we're coming from here. Got it. I ultimately don't think TJ's complaining. I'm not trying to sound like I'm complaining. We all know this particular person that we're, we're referencing as far as like in the shop and they definitely are probably well-meaning.
1: I, and,
0: and there, there's even something to be said for like, I don't know how to be sensitive about this. (laughs) Like this particular person, I think requires some sensitivity in terms of how they are interpreted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so we are, you know, we, we try to make allowances is where I guess where I'm going. But that just, it's the kind of thing that as baristas, it adds, it adds to your workload and it comes with the territory. So this is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, we kind of know what we signed up for. We're not trying to be like, like have illusions about what we signed up for by opening a public business to serve Mm -hmm. anyone and everyone off of the street, you know, Anyone who might come through the door. We're we're like, we're here for it. But what we appreciate and try to set the tone for is a kind of welcoming. Welcoming like like TJ was saying.
1: Um I like how TJ said it's love at first sight. <laughs> that was so yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And then he, uh, uh, yeah, and I like where he, he went from there. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just trying. I feel like I'm trying to cover our tracks, right? Because I'm like, okay, this can feel like a lot yeah. of different ways. And someone, Rich,
1: I think for for our audience, but I'm also trying and, to be unfiltered. I know, but like <laughs> our audience knows. You don't have to over explain it. I think people know the true, your true vibe is chill.
0: Well, I hope so. I hope so.
1: There's, there's no like mean spirited or, or any bad will or intention. So,
0: okay. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. We know that. Thank you. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the whole thing about chill vibes. I know. Chill vibes is like, we want to give you a chill experience, like the (laughs) best experience. We want to give you a loving, friendly, welcoming, accommodating experience. And you do. And we're happy to. And I think that's the other thing I wanted to kind of... I'm trying to like over-explain it a little bit is like we're actually happy to make a drink that's a little different, you know, if you're exploring things or if you're if you're interested in, in different takes. But at the other on the other side, it's like Chill Vibes is like, hey, we know what we're doing and we need you to trust. We want you to trust that we know what we're doing. Like we've... All these recipes are tried and true. When we make a small latte with a double shot, when we make a large latte with a quad shot, when we only put this much flavor syrup in there, like we know... Kind of how where we're coming from, because we've thought through that stuff and we've tasted it and tested it and we respond to feedback. So so there's there's like that starting point, and then we try to go to where you want to where you need to go with your customization from there. Um so you know, I it's like a whole it's a whole conversation. I don't want to over yeah. I don't want to explain it. Yeah it's all good this is something I mean, else I was thinking about and we're not going to get into this right now but like it. the whole cancel culture thing I've been thinking a lot about that because you have to be really careful sometimes and really sensitive about how you're saying things and that's what I'm I've, that's always like running as a script in the background of my mind sometimes
1: are you worried that you're going to get canceled?
0: well I'm trying not to dude it's like a landmine out here sometimes I know you know it's rough yeah cuz it's like what opinions are you allowed to have and <laughs> what opinions are allowed to share and uh and how easy is it to be misconstrued that's actually the real problem it's like
1: i agree it's
0: even less about my opinions and it's more about how i have to
1: i i actually have reached a point in my life where like it's not my responsibility how somebody interprets what i have to say
0: or it sort of is though kind of sometimes why? maybe why
1: Like, I know. Because the
0: fallout can be swift.
1: Right. But I know, like, I, and I feel like you're this way too, try to walk and act as humbly as possible and not be, like, overtly mean or rude. Or I consider myself a very thoughtful person. If somebody takes something that I say the wrong way and thinks that I have like bad intentions and I know I don't, that's on them. If they just want to believe I have bad intentions. Like you can't control how people perceive you. You just can't. So as long as you are going about your business, your life in with humility and with good intentions and you have no malicious ill will for anybody or, or in, in what you say, I think you're good.
0: Cool. Checks out.
1: Yeah. Well, that took a turn.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go down that road right now. I, I am interested in the conversation around cancel culture. And how it relates to business. Mm-hmm. But it is it is worth saying like...
1: I think we probably disagree on some of these topics. So that should be a, an episode of its own. Around... Can- Cancel culture.
0: Interesting. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that could be an interesting conversation.
1: Yeah. Um I want. I'm not gonna disagree just to be devil's advocate. i right, right, actually right. have my own opinion.
0: Yeah, I wonder what we I wonder what we would disagree on. Wow. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna talk about something completely different today. I know. Is it even worth getting into?
1: I think so. We have like a little bit of time. That's or do funny. you wanna talk about it in depth more in depth? Uh I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's uh It's an ongoing conversation, so
0: it's ongoing. It's affecting us at this very moment.
1: Work-life balance.
0: Yeah, the difficulty of balancing family Mm -hmm. and like marriage and relationships with business and work. Yeah, and it is currently nine twenty-one p.m. Yep, as we discussed, you're going on this vacation, so (laughs) we're. I was like, so in other words, we had to, we had to fit in an extra recording session. And And what were you
1: doing right before you came? And
0: I said, I can probably come over. I can probably meet up, meet up after like Oliver's bedtime. Bedtime. He does bath and then Mm -hmm. bottle and Mm -hmm. bed. And that's around seven. So then I was like, well, we'll shoot for eight. And then that always, you know, there's always a few minutes getting going. So, but just like you know, having to run that by Christine and then, but it's not just this, this is like one example, mm-hmm. but all mm-hmm. week long, like last night I got home at 10 PM when I thought I could leave where I was by 9 PM. Cause I was trying to set up a new espresso. I was trying to set up the espresso machine that I got in the, in the new place that I'm working <clears throat> and which I'll definitely talk about sometime very soon.
1: Great. Cause <laughs> we need an update on that road trip, you that espresso machine that you took a road trip to go get.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the update. Uh, it's currently firing <laughs> two out of three of the groups. Okay. So I got it set up yesterday. TJ actually came over and mm-hmm. helped, helped me move it from story to its new home. And I got it plugged in and I had to like do this whole run around to figure out how to wire up the pump because it's not as straightforward as, as it should be. And I couldn't find a straightforward it image. It never is, and it didn't have a reference photo of my own from storied to to look at. So, long story short, I was like, it seemed like only two of the three things were working. The groups, the part where the espresso is made, where the water is 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 uh comes through um through the for the coffee and. I bought this you know, I got this three group machine, and so only two of them are working, and it's like the one on the right that isn't. so I figured, okay, maybe I wired it up wrong, maybe I did it wrong. But then today I went back, I got all the info I thought I needed, checked everything, checked a couple other things that I thought could have been problematic and it's and it just still wasn't working. So I was like, okay, I did it right, Something's wrong with this third group. So, you know, it's always something, mm. but like I left after bed last night after, uh, putting all it down. And I was like, I think I was like, I gotta go back to visit your... <laughs> bleep, <Please. laughs> I gotta go back to the place. And, uh, and then I said, I could probably leave by nine. Right. Cause it was like eight something. Mm-hmm. And then naturally it's a whole project cause the thing's not working. So then I'm like, I didn't get to leave there until, and then by then I, was like, well, I still wasn't even done. I just, I knew I had to go. And then tomorrow, I'm like trying to set up a time with his accountant for some stuff. And it's just always something. And, you know, it's a struggle.
1: (laughs) It is. So I've been like feeling the way of that this week. Yeah.
0: That's all. That's really all there is to say about it. I'm
1: with you, Rich.
0: Except there's maybe a lot to say about it. I am. What do you think?
1: I have so much empathy for for that. I'm in it too. A hundred percent. Like similar similar like personal, interpersonal, but also but like different business, you know?
0: Right. I mean your hours are crazy.
1: Yeah. And um oftentimes I think a question that I dislike hearing the most is how much time do you need or how much, how long is this going to take? Because I never know how to accurately answer that because if I say, if I predict that something's going to take me 30 minutes, it might take me an hour and a half. Yeah. You know?
0: What are you saying that in reference to?
1: In reference to writing up an offer for a client and, Because like writing up an offer for a client is a very simple thing, but it's not easy because it requires specific information, numbers, letters of pre-approval, attorney information. I need a photograph of the deposit check. I need to double check and make sure all the dates are correct. Then I have to send it out for initials and signatures. And then I have to like, you know, help people through that process if they're, if they've never used DocuSign before. And then once that's completed, I don't just, I, I take like a big pride in um, sending my offers like very neat and buttoned up and put together. So I'm not just like sending the attachments in one email and saying like, here's the offer. Like I have a, I have templates that I use to summarize like what exactly the offer is and the terms and the dates and the everything. And I compile the offer into one PDF. So the person who receives it is not looking at 10 different attachments. And, um, that takes a long time and it takes a lot of mental energy and logistics. Yeah, I can imagine. each offer is different. So while I do have templates and I do have things that I can plug and play, every offer is different because every buyer is different. And the same goes for, I listed a house recently and the owners were on vacation and so like they like trying to reach them for them to sign documents and in between like their availability my availability and it just ended up being like a game of tag you're it in order to get this this paperwork signed so yeah it's And in something that you think is going to take 30 minutes, like should only take 30 minutes if all the parts are in play, all the pieces are in place. But in reality is, it's like I'm dealing, I'm at the mercy of other people sometimes and their availability. Yeah. And that makes my time run longer.
0: So it's like, how do you structure a life or like have a life around that, you know?
1: I don't, know how much we've ta- I
0: don't know how much we've talked about this before, but...
1: It's very difficult.
0: I feel like this kind of bleeds in all the time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's got to. All the time. For small business owners. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I might've mentioned this on a previous episode, but I would love to get to a point in my business where I'm not dependent on someone's house, someone's, someone's offer getting accepted or someone's house is being sold. I'm not dependent on that closing
0: for your make, living, for my living. Yeah.
1: Because that's what real estate is. Right. When you think about it, you know, it's a commission based income. That's what sales is. A lot of, a lot of people's businesses are like that. They are dependent on someone purchasing a product, Right. <laughs> But I I
0: guess that's what I guess that's pretty much what business is,
1: <laughs> right? It is. So I guess that what I'm saying is like the I would love to be able to and, and maybe I'm comparing maybe I'm making the wrong comparison because even though you close your doors and lock up at night, like you're still working late, right? Yeah, Even sometimes that's closed- when the real work mm-hmm.
0: starts happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of it's kind of easy, you know, just run it, run mm-hmm. the system. But when you're working doors closed, there's no system for that, that work.
1: Do you ever fantasize about like closing your business and getting like a nine to five?
0: Oh my gosh. Don't make me admit it on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I literally said to Christine the other day, <laughs> 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 what a downer episode, guys. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I don't think this is a downer. No, I think this is just, like, yeah, yeah. I think this is interesting. Real
0: life, dude. Uh, I, you know, I literally said to Christine this week, I was like, you know, I've really been thinking about, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I I said it because I was thinking about it because yeah. of the struggle to balance my yeah. relationship. Yeah. And my family with, mm-hmm. with this business. Yeah. So,
1: I was like wondering if we should just... Once a week.
0: Close it up. But Hmm. it's not what I want. And it's funny because as soon as I... Here's the thing. As soon as I say that or start thinking it, something happens or there's some spark that comes back and is like, you got to keep going because there's such a future here. Yeah. So there's just that like... Dial into your
1: why. There's
0: something about the passion that originally got you into it that... If it's still there, still going, I mean, if, if, if you can hang on that long, like, and you still feel some spark of that passion that was the reason you got into it in the first mm-hmm. place, and you can still draw some hope from that, you might be on the right, actually on I, I think, I hope, because mm-hmm. it keeps me going. And What I,
1: keeps you going?
0: Well, just that, that vision for a future where this thing works, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's something about it. There's something about the way it's. Even if it's a struggle now, it's like there's always. And also, this might be like the definition of of like delusional at the same time. So I don't know Maybe that's worth weighing. But when there's still a spark and like a vision for this thing can still work, I think that that's ultimately an interesting fact. That's a there's there's like a, there's there's maybe more to it than. Then, like I can feel right now, but but I think that ultimately is an encourage. There's there's something there that's encouraged me to keep going, and that's like what gets me, and and ultimately keeps <laughs> keeps me moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. so then it just becomes a question of, all right, how do we just make it work? How do we be more fair to the family? How do we? rework things. How do we, so it becomes a question of, all right, of commitment. Not even a question of commitment. I'm committed. We're going to keep going. I'm feeling weak. You know, I'm like, should we just wrap it up? But that's just like, that's just what you think and what you say. And and you put that aside and you say, no, 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 We got to just make it work differently Mm and better. And that might not happen right away. And that's like part of the struggle too. You got to struggle through this time of, all right, right now is the season where the family is, is, you know, suffering a little bit, but like we're gonna, we're gonna feel that. We're gonna work through that. We're gonna say that's not acceptable. And we're gonna ask ourselves what we can change tomorrow,
1: mm-hmm. this
0: week, next week. Like what needs to happen? Okay, we look at the last month. All right, didn't work the way you were doing it. Let's reevaluate that and let's do it differently next week. And you just try to get it back on track. You try to make it better little by little. It's kind of like, it's kind of like keeping espresso dialed, but that's a shout out to all the baristas out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I don't think you would be a human being if you didn't have those feelings and thoughts. Sure. And thanks
0: for validating my humanity.
1: <laughs> yeah, you must be exhausted.
0: Do I? Yeah. Do I sound exhausted? <laughs> <laughs> I look yeah. exhausted. That's why my eyes are watering.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but drowning. I'm also like I know that someone listening is feeling the same way too, Rich. It's not just you. It's not it can't just be. me.
0: That's why I think about these that's things.
1: That's why we started this well, that's why we podcast. Talk about these
0: things. That's right. That's right.
1: Like we know we're not the only ones who feel this way. Like the whole reason House Coffee Podcast exists is because we wanted to be that light in the dark, and maybe someone listening is like feeling like they your, their business or their creative idea is hopeless. But maybe just listening to our little struggle of where we're at is like just helping that person not feel alone. I and hope that's so. what we want, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly
1: that's it. why we exist.
0: I, that's that's so funny I was just thinking about that too recently like we we had this purpose in starting this thing and and uh and it would be worth revisiting and uh just kind of organically yeah. <laughs> got there without us even talking about it but yeah but, that's so true go ahead
1: I mean where were you a year ago
0: crying myself to sleep on the bench in story
1: <laughs> no and just like, kidding
0: I wasn't crying but, but I was like, sleeping
1: But like a year ago, you're in a much different place today than you were a year ago. A much better place, I would say. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess if you, I guess it's helpful to draw it out that long instead of saying month to month, I'm saying year over year, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm doing incrementally better mentally and (laughs) spiritually. I mean,
1: are you doing what you love?
0: I don't know about that yet.
1: Okay, I mean that's okay not to know. Yes, there's no right okay. answer.
0: I'm, I don't love what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> I don't love what I'm doing, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing what I love. What I had, to, <laughs> I had to give myself a little pause right there.
1: Please explain. Well,
0: I just mean that it's not the struggle makes it not like lovable sometimes.
1: Right, of course.
0: But I'm, I'm in business. I'm learning, which I love learning, and I'm. I'm incrementally getting and making things better. And so, yes, I am doing things that I love, but I'm not loving a lot of what has to be true or is true right now because of the way it's, because of the way that's happening,
1: hmm. if
0: that makes any sense.
1: Like, but you don't love the effect that it's having on your, like, relationships. Is that what you mean? Yeah, for one. Okay. For
0: two, like, on my lifestyle. Okay. I don't want to have to go work after 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. or even 4 or 5 p.m. Right. Right. I Mm -hmm. don't have a job that's a night shift. (laughs) Like it's not, I'm in the coffee business. I'm supposed to be working mornings.
1: Right, right,
0: (laughs) right. Uh, Or if I was a coffee roaster, then mornings and afternoons or afternoons are are fine. Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm just saying. So you're figuring that out. I love what I do in the sense that, yes, I am running a business and I am learning that process and I'm working with coworkers that I enjoy and we share in a work that we enjoy and we're building a thing together. And there's so many other things about business that are happening that we're doing that. Yes, I I'm, I'm doing what I love. So I had to think about that because, because I don't love everything about it, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing what I, okay, what I love. And I think any of us who are, who are doing this, we're, we're doing this because we love it in a sense but sometimes we hate it (laughs) because we don't love things that are true about it, right? Right. I don't, so I'm doing what I love but I don't love what I do but I also am engaged in this because I feel like or I have a plan to make it some so that eventually I'll be doing what I love and loving what I do. Mm. But it's just like in the process of getting to a place where you can say that you're doing what you love more than anything else that you would say about it I think sometimes you just have to suffer through slog through like we're gonna be not loving what we do for a little while Mm
1: -hmm. for a season
0: yeah everything happens for a season that's yeah that's my new tagline new
1: tagline (laughs)
0: Catch it on my Instagram bio. Yeah, everything happens coming for a season.
1: Soon. <laughs> I think that's the title of this episode. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I don't have anyone. I don't have a better one.
1: Yeah.
0: At least you like mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not to put you on the spot. You know, you can say whatever you want, but like Brandon, you and Brandon, I mean, keeping it you know, you guys like have date night, at least.
1: We right? do have date night. I see
0: your stories from that.
1: Yeah, we do like have weekly. date weekly. Yep. And that's something that has, like, actually really helped yeah. our relationship because Brandon gets very hyper-focused on our home renovation. And sometimes, like, so we've been renovating our home since 2014. We bought our home. <laughs> but and, who's counting? Well, I'm just trying to put it at a reference uh, for, uh, for yeah, our yeah. audience, you know? If this is the first time listening, like... We bought our house in 2014 and gutted it the day after we bought it. And, um, it's just, it's been rough because we, we lived in the upstairs of our home for five years with, which basically was like a little studio apartment. And we had a kitchen in a closet. It was just a hot plate and a microwave and a toaster oven Wow. four plates, four cups, four spoons, four forks, four knives. And we and and we did our dishes in like a laundry slop sink.
0: It was a simpler time.
1: It was a simpler time. <laughs> and now we're we've put on this like monstrosity of an addition that we're doing ourselves and it just I said to I made Brandon wanted to make this addition and um you Know, I agree to it. Obviously, it's not like he went through with it and we didn't yeah. discuss it. It's just like he, Brandon just loves building bigger and better things, and um, so I agreed to it and like signed off on it literally because like now we've learned from the first go around that like I'm like it's kind of did I mentioned this before how like when we make changes to things, like he would like. He'd be like, "Oh, what do you think of this idea?" I'm like, "Oh, I think that's great." And him hearing me say, "Oh, that's great," he took that as like, "Okay, that's the change." And he would just make the change. And I'd be like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "Oh, you said it was great." And I was like, "But I said it was great, but I didn't say make the change." So that, like, doing that hundreds of times throughout the process of like the first renovation. Now we have like a sign off where he's like. Pre- presents like the changes or the plans to me. And he's like, will you sign off on this? And I'll like initial it.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> so what a system. It's just like, a. it's, it sounds like super official, but it's more like, okay, this is what we agreed to. So actually there's a picture of the drawing of what our addition would look like on like a piece of like scrap, like notepad paper. Sure. And he like drew it up. And he's like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And I looked at it and I was like, let me see that pen. <laughs> and I initialed it and I circled my initials. And that's on our refrigerator right that's now. A,
0: that's official.
1: It's official. So that's kind of like what we like did our like vision for the addition um, on. Anyways, what was I saying?
0: Fridge official.
1: Oh my gosh. I don't even, I lost my Well, you
0: were talking about how Brandon can get hyper-focused on.
1: Oh yeah. A date night. So, so I agreed, yeah. So I agreed to the scope of the addition. Um, that I didn't need to be like a worker because I'm like I don't want to be coming home from work every day and like working on the house. Like that's what we call it. Like oh, we're what are we doing this weekend? We're working on the house. Yeah. So, um, and. I said, you know, we need some balance with the renovation time and like our like connecting time. So we have our Thursday night date night in the calendar every week. And that has helped significantly because it just helps us just just chat. Like more than half the time we're talking about the addition, but at least we're like out of the house, away from distractions. And we're just sort of like enjoying our friend, Joe, who's bartending, Mm -hmm. not my Joe, who helps me stage Joe with the bartender. And he, he's more than a bartender. He's amazing. Joe, we love you. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Yeah. Got it. Well, I just, I shout that out because I think it's cool. It stands out. You know, you're often you post, just a simple story of your drink yes, and tag the location. And so, and you always go to the same spot, right? You go so to Gale's like, on Yates. You know, that's the kind of thing I think you have to do. Probably, it's
1: routine. And, and it's be a routine. And be intentional. Yeah.
0: And, and ha- building it in and ha- making it a routine, like I'm sure it helps break things up mm. and keeps you centered on that. You can set the expectation for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, We don't really have anything like that right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we really ever have. We try to keep Sundays free, I guess, but Mm -hmm. I've been working like a lot of Sundays for a while, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, With the new job, I'm trying to work as few Sundays or as few hours on a Sunday as I can. I don't really have to unless I'm like cover, like if someone's out or unavailable then, which was true the last, well, I guess two weeks ago I was out. And then the, so I didn't work Sunday, but last week I was there till like one, I think. And maybe two weeks before that, and oh, there was an, I think it was, if it's like a holiday weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, there's reasons why I end up there.
1: The 4th of July party.
0: Yeah. Well, that was was Saturday Saturday night, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. Then I ended up. Then that next Sunday, I think was just like another busy. Did I work that? I don't even know. Yeah, <clears> point matter. is, I'm trying not to work Sundays, so we're trying to keep that open, you know, and and uh, but yeah. yeah. Point is, point made. It's tough. It's tough to do, and I think it can take a toll. And that's why I'm thinking about is like, you just know, like you can tell when like your partner or the people around you are affected by your absence or the you know having to affected by your absence because they had to do more of like the work mm-hmm. around the house or mm-hmm. or whatever or just like loneliness creeps in and just like yeah. there's a lot of things that, that can go wrong and you become vulnerable to in your relationships as a result of being too focused on work on work right and and you hear this a lot with people who are dedicated to their careers or uh or like even if it's a good or well intentioned thing right even you hear about this like like with like church, I think this happens a lot in, in yeah. the church world, you know with, ironically, right it's like like pastors' families often end up being
1: susceptible,
0: just like yeah like I mean there's a lot of variables there, but there's a lot of pressure on that family typically and and then and they feel so committed to that that Group of people because that's like their calling and uh, and their job and so then you gotta but you gotta set those boundaries so I think yeah. that just it just creeps in everywhere yeah if you're I mean, committed to if you feel like like you're stuck that's what yeah. I guess I I when I fantasize about a nine to five. Which then I would just be stuck doing a nine to five job, but right. at least I would know my hours. Right. <laughs> that's what I found out about it, just the predictability of it. And same. The, and the income. Totally. <laughs> Paying the bills, imagine.
1: Imagine.
0: Um, but <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, that's that's like, <laughs> so I got myself out of track saying that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you yeah, get the point. I get the point. You get the point.
0: Yeah. It's because I I think about doing stuff like that because it gets, I get thinking about how I don't want to be stuck doing something that doesn't, that that sometimes feels like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And sometimes a business can feel like it's not going to go anywhere, or at least to get it somewhere would require just so much of me that it's like, is it even really worth it in the long run? Mm
1: hmm. And those are the questions. These are the questions, dude. We ask ourselves.
0: There's not easy answers.
1: No, but that is the reality. Those are not answers at all. (laughs) Right, but that's just the reality. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we have the answers, but I think now would be a good time to turn the microphone over to our audience, to our listeners, like see where they're at and see if they have any words of wisdom or advice or encouragement for us or like our broader audience. I really believe there's power in community. And that is another reason going back to why we're starting, why we started this whole thing was so we can create those connections to other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to hear how other folks experiencing these things because we like we know it's common it's we know this is a common struggle i mean you see the effects of this all over the place all the time and you would know people (laughs) who are wrestling through this and uh and i'm sure that people listening are are Mm -hmm. doing that so yeah i mean we welcome your stories yep and experiences there how do you cope yeah (laughs) because i feel like that's What we're trying to do and how, how have you adjusted to different ways of life that honor relation, relational connections and like what you have to do Mm -hmm. in your business?
1: Totally. One thing that would make house coffee podcast less lonely is if our listeners subscribed.
0: (laughs) Shameless plug.
1: (laughs) All you do is just hit that little plus button. (laughs) And then you're subscribed. Yeah. Or must might say follow. We can create more amazing, encouraging content just like this.
0: You heard it here first.
2: <laughs> well,
0: you're not wrong. Hmm. We do appreciate the, the listeners and the feedback and the stories mm-hmm. and the encouragement. And I don't know if we've gotten questions, but hey, we'd appreciate those too. So sure. Totally. Hit us up. I well
1: think that's a wrap for yeah, today, right? Thanks for hanging out with
0: us. Covered a couple of different uh, bases there, but you know, sometimes you gotta do the vibe check.
1: Gotta do the vibe check. And
0: we uh, I think we I uh, think we had a success on that, so
1: for sure.
0: We will catch you
1: next soon next time bye later.